Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step back to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are here weekly every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Join us every week on Facebook, YouTube, and most importantly, the Los Angeles Lakers fan club room on the Clubhouse app. That's where you can participate in the show. And let me introduce my guys, as always. Money Mike, how you doing this week? It's going good, going good. Start of NFL season. Start of NFL season. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm happy. All right. Now, now, honestly, guys, I'm not a fantasy guy. StatPad, this is StatPad, of course. Yes. StatPad, you're our you know, statistician. You're fantasy guy. All Mike, you're fantasy I'm guy. I'm trying to do the fantasy, too. You're trying to do the fantasy. Yeah. Are you guys in a league together? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So competitive. I don't think I'm playing you. I'm going to play you this week? No. Okay. No. All right. So you're not up against it. So one, the week that you guys are up against it, we're going to have a fun yeah, show. Yeah, we'll, we'll have sure. a nice little uh, update on that. All yeah. right. So right. before we get <laughs> we're, so we're going to talk about a little bit of NFL, uh, NFL fantasy uh, picks and who you should play, maybe who you shouldn't based on some knowledge that we have. And then uh, we'll talk about some NBA and some Lakers. But we always get started with our expert of the show. We're going to go ahead and bring him in right now. Marco Nunez. Marco Nunez. He's a professional athletic trainer and he is our guy. Uh, Marco, how you doing this week? I'm doing well, doing well. Like you mentioned, that's uh, NFL Sunday. Football officially yes. again. If you do fantasy football, I got two recommendations. You pick, try to pick up Elijah uh, Mitchell from the Niners. Okay. Latavius Murray with the Baltimore Ravens. If you yes, have sir. All right, cool. I'm going to take that. <laughs> <For> <laughs> it's funny you say that, uh, Marco, because um, for obvious reasons, right? I mean, since you're the, the resident of athletic <laughs> training here, uh, what's going on with uh, Gus Edwards? I know he actually, uh, I think he was backing up. Uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins actually uh, blew out his knee. And I think about two weeks later, uh, his backup, Gus Edwards, also blew out his knee. So um, what's the timetable of that? I know, um, you know, the, these injuries always happen. Uh, it almost felt like, do you think it's the turf that they're practicing on? Because the, they're happening in practice. Uh, the, uh, Gus Edwards' injury happened in practice. So I'm wondering, is what's going on with the Ravens and how in the world are they like always losing these running backs right now? Correct. So, so uh, for, for some reason, they, they I think they put like five players in R in the last two weeks. I think majority of them were for ACL tears. You got J.K. Dobbins that had an ACL tear. You mentioned Gus Edwards had an ACL tear. Marcus Peter had an ACL yep, tear. Yep. Um, somebody else had, it wasn't an ACL tear, but it was an Achilles rupture, which is pretty much mm -hmm. the, the, the year for the season type of thing. Now, I think when I looked at it, the only player out of that whole entire group that wasn't in practice that got hurt was J.K. Dobbins. I think he got hurt during a game situation. So that was kind of like, I guess, the outlier, so to speak. But the rest of them were happened to be all in practice. And I think my understanding, Marcus Peters and um, Gus Edwards were like back-to-back -back plays. Like one guy yeah. went down, the next player went down, and then Marcus Peters went down. So now I don't know the details of this. I heard rumors um, through, you know, through other, uh, other, other channels type of thing that they were talking about that, the, that, that they weren't, that either they changed the, the turf at, at, at where the Baltimore Ravens are playing. Um, I don't know what is the quality of that type of thing. That's just kind of what I heard. Uh, but it's interesting. I mean, four ACLs within like two week periods, like yeah. you usually, I mean, four ACLs is something that you do in a, in, in a season or a couple of teams, but for, um, with one team, that's, that's interesting. 
Yeah. So so what you do, like if I'm the running back, right? You know, yep. am I getting on that court? <laughs> like am I, am I seeing that's a good point. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, I mean, do you have a legitimate concern <laughs> yeah. there? You know what I mean? Like, you know, absolutely. I, I know yeah. my my look, my, my W two, if I don't want to do something, I say safety is the reason for safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so can, I mean, do you think and I know you don't know, it's all speculation, but if I'm the running back on the practice squad and they calling me up and I see and I see other people tell their ACLs. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Am I am I going as hard as I should trying to make the team? Here's oh. the thing about it: as the athletic trainer or the sports medicine staff, injuries are part of trying to we're trying to reduce the risk of injuries. Uh, checking the field is was one of my jobs, or even the court is one of our jobs. So whenever the, a player came in and, and said before game, "Hey, Marco, the court is a little sticky. Marco, the the the, the court's a little slippery." I would have to get on uh, on the phone with Staples Center. Hey, we need to get some people down here. We need to clean the floor and see what's going on. Same thing. We're in the visitors type of thing. Even in a high school setting or collegiate setting, the athletic trainer will walk to, will naturally walk the field and see if there's any divots, if there's any holes, any potentials, any bumps, and and then there is something that's sort of their job is to go and get the grass keepers and say, hey, we need to fix this hole because this is a potential hazard for one of our athletes, whether it's slippery, whether it's divots, whether it's holes, whether it's uh, bumps, um, uneven surface, whether it's, there's a lot of mud, there's, you know, some places uh, uh, a sprinkler can leak and there's a bunch of water in there. So it becomes a high risk injury. So again, your question is, I don't know, does the player say I'm not getting on the field? Does the player associations get involved? Hey, we got to check this field. Does the sports medicine staff have to go out there and say, we got to check this field? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the funny thing about that, though, I mean, if that would be the case, um, but football is a different animal. You know, in basketball, you may have that authority over your career. Um, same thing with baseball. You might be able to call the shot um, because those those contracts are guaranteed. Um, in NFL, especially if you're running, first of all, running backs are already, we know, are the most expendable um, um, position on the field. So when they go out, you know, it's always that next man up mentality. There's always going to be a running back that's going to have some kind of, willing you know, to play. that's willing to play. So mm-hmm. if you are thinking about, you know, basically opportunity is the name of the game, you know, taking your opportunity and seizing the moment, you have to go in there just like those guys that stormed the beach in Normandy, man. You knew, <laughs> you know, the job is dangerous when you took it. So you're going to have to go up there. You're going to have to bite down and you're going to have to go out there. And if you blow out your knee, that's just the nature of the business. It's, it's hard to say that when it comes to running backs, but it's really that's the reality of, of the sport and that's the reality of the position. Correct. No, you're one hundred percent right. I mean, as far as the NFL, there are no guaranteed contracts. That's why you see a lot of players try to get a high signing bonus. You want to try to get everything up front, and that's the only thing that's guaranteed. They can't take that away from you. Um, I think there might be an exception or two because I think there was a lawsuit a couple of years ago. But obviously, they can't take that away. The rest of the money is not guaranteed. You get hurt, boom, you're done. Type of thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. There, there's a thing, especially in sports or in football, called assumption of risk. When you step out on the field, you're assuming as an athlete, you're assuming risk that something's going to happen type of thing. Obviously, as sports medicine staff, as, as a team, they have to try to do everything they can do to try to protect you. Um, but there's risk involved in this football because it's, it's a major contact sport. Now, I just want one real question when it comes to the field, because I remember... Um, like just watching like college football and how sometimes the ground each field each school has different you know groundskeepers mm-hmm. and they have different things you know if they if SC used to come in town and they knew SC usually play fast the groundskeeper would order to basically wet the field like really like <laughs> drench the field to the point that it's almost muddy so they couldn't really do the same things and I know 
a couple of times, SE when SE played Notre Dame about I think about ten years ago, um, some of some of the players I think it blew out their you know their knee on on the field because of the fact they so they were so wet. But, but it was it was weird that you know if it's if it's if if you're at home, you basically you don't even you don't even like try to like water the grass. You just let that thing be dry, and and I don't know so. So take me with that. Like I don't know why they would do that. I, mean, I played, I played before, but not really at a, that kind of level. So I don't know exactly like the ins and outs. Why would they like sometimes they water it and make sure it's like almost like muddy, and then the other times they just let it be like you know like desert type. No, correct. So so I mean that that's that's well that's what they refer to as home home field advantage or home home court advantage. So you can kind of manipulate the field. You can do a little bit. Obviously, there's rules, there's regulations, um, as far as what you can do and what you can't do. If you look at uh, what was the, the big one with uh, Tom Brady, the um, Inflategate, was it, remember with with, with Deflate Deflate was Gate, yeah, Gate type of thing. Um, same thing. I mean, I'm not gonna call anybody names out here right now. Um, but there was an incident also in the NBA where. Um, a team was playing the Phoenix Suns, where it was kind of thing where they would grab the ball and go, where they decided to deflate the ball just a little bit to kind of reduce that bounce and hopefully slow them down type of thing. Um, so little things of the trade kind of occur throughout the game. So you, you look at the play gate, you look at and the NBA, you look at the turf, stuff like that. So every team tries to get a little bit of, of an edge. But obviously, at the end of the goal, it's not to hurt the players. Mm-hmm. Um you try to stay within within the boundary, and, and I think if that's what the goal is. We don't want to hurt any athletes. We don't want to put them in jeopardize them at high risk of injury. Now, as far as being the, the field being muddy, that reduces your speed. That reduces your takeoff. That cha- reduces your change of direction. Doesn't allow you to pivot and turn as fast as you can. So you're kind of walking slower. It's just just like when you step out and it's raining, you're not going to sprint down, you know, the sidewalk because you know there's puddles. You're going to kind of just trot and kind of go slow. And psychologically, it's going to slow you down. So, as an athlete, that's what they're probably trying to do. It becomes a whole psychological game as well. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So, and Marco, I know you got to go, but serious question. I know I can't call you through, during the week. You know, but, so let's you say, right? But you, you don't most want people me. can't. You, you don't want me to. You don't want me to. So, 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 if it's Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I'm looking at my fantasy player that I really want to start, and they say he has a calf injury or he has an ankle or, you know, he has a knee trouble. And then all of a sudden, right around Saturday, they say, okay, he's healthy. Uh, <laughs> you know, is he a AD healthy? Like going to get out there and just not do anything because I need this player to give me some points, right? I'm just, I'm being selfish or what, I, I guess my question is what type of injury should, even if they say it's healthy, should I not play that player? Correct. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you guys something. Um, I, I've done fantasy football for the last 10, 12 years. Um, and to have the knowledge as an athletic trainer and understand the lingo, what the media is saying, what they put out there, it's actually a huge advantage to me because when, when I read something, they put on it. Yeah, exactly. so help me out. Help me out. Help me out. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I hear like the media puts out this lingo. I'm like, no, they're just BSing. This is what actually is happening. That's just code for this, this, and this type of thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it, it, it's been a huge advantage for me. You know, there's been some players that they're like, um, I think McCaffrey last year had the issues like, oh, he'll, he'll be out for a week. No, that, that guy gonna, was going to be out for the rest of the year. Um, I think I went ahead and picked up his backup right away, and it, it kind of panned out for me. I, I mean, I feel sorry for McCaffrey because he came back with the high ankle sprain, and then he came back, had conversations, had some of the issues, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so so it depends. If Oftentimes, if the calf strain occurs, and here's the thing, you either decide whether it's a calf strain or they refer to it as tightness. Um, yeah. That's what you want to identify. Is there anybody we're, we're referring to or you're talking to right now? 
Because I know I had Austin Eckler, and they were talking about him. And <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's sick <laughs> right now. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so is Titus okay? Because I know Gallup, for example. Gallup is out two to six weeks with his. Oh, name. yeah, he's out. You know, he's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I'm like, dude, like. Yeah, Michael Gallup has a calf strain. You're looking at him being out a minimum of two weeks. Yeah. Um, so you so might want to drop, drop him off a fancy. No, 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 no. Don't drop him. You never want to drop him. You never want to drop him. Just put him down on the bench and go pick up somebody else. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. what other receiver you have. Yeah, don't drop him. All right, cool. Yeah, so that's, that, that's my thing because I'm like, dude, are they really healthy, though? Can you know, yeah. that, that, that's just – all right, all right. You know, what? Uh, <laughs> question for you, Marco. Fantasy. How many leagues do you take part in? Is it just one? Um, I'm a four, unfortunately. I don't know why. <laughs> it's it takes a lot of time. It's right? addicting, dude. It's it takes so a lot of time. It's a fun. It's a fun creation. Just one thing about. Oh, oh, sorry, Marco. Go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Like you said, you're a four. I mean, I've been up. I've been into up to four leagues, and I would say. The best thing probably that happened to the league was fantasy football, but the worst thing that probably happened to the players is fantasy, fantasy football. football. I mean, yeah. so, like, especially yeah. with the blend of fantasy football and also social media, the, the 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 access to these players, if a certain team or a certain player does not perform to the, you know, the, you know, the well, couch pertaining. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Sorry to cut you off. Henry – Got stuff two See, times here we go. This is what at I'm the about. end zone, See? right? And I, I just don't understand. Like, dude, you, you're running back. Jump over, like, show a little bit more effort. My man like, just tried. To, he doing? tried to score, though. He see in his head, in Henry's head, he tried to score. Like he I wasn't like, trying not to score. I feel like he didn't. But, do for, good but for Mike, he's like he didn't do the extra do to give me those six push. points I needed look. for my league uh-huh. to win the game. <laughs> look, look. I saw JJ Watt trip him up, but he didn't tackle him. See, my man ain't played not one lick of college football. He ain't played pro ball. He ain't played anything. It's these guys that always come at these guys. Hey, hey, like, sure you, you play Tech Mobile, right? Yeah, I mean, All right, that qualifies. There you go. There you go. But no, you, you're right. I mean, fantasy football has brought a whole new element of, I guess, what you refer to as hack, heckling the, the players. It's no longer where you go have to go to the arena and start yelling at them, screaming. Now you got social media. You got fantasy football. Um People get very serious about it. I think there was a program a while back called, uh, I think on, uh, on FX called The League, and it was about oh, stuff like this. Do you remember that? No. Um, it was <laughs> the what? That's my show, man. I love yeah, The League. Yeah, you remember the show? Yeah, it was a great show, and it was about, um, and there was one episode where I think one of the characters happened to stumble upon Antonio Gates, like at some bar, and he just went off on Antonio Gates. Yeah. I think he didn't, he didn't perform the way he wanted to perform that one that one weekend. So yeah, it happened. I mean, it, it, that's the one bad thing about fantasy football. It does get to the whole different level as far as with athletes. Yeah, it's like it's because. I remember when back in the day where you only had like two games to watch, right? In yep. a day. You had the the morning game and you got the afternoon game. And right. then all the other regional. games were pretty much were you know relevant. Yeah, they were regional games. So either you were the you know, your Rams played or your Raiders played or your Chargers, whomever was in the West Coast played, and that would be cool for you. Now mm-hmm. it could be the random game. It can be literally Jacksonville versus the Cleveland Browns. And I'm watching that game because I got, you know, James Robinson. I got, right. you know, <laughs> I got Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I got like Landry. So I'm like, all of a sudden it just gave more viewership to the game that basically would no one would have watched. It wasn't and relevant, now it's, now it's relevant. And now it's relevant. And I think the NFL understands that. And when yep. they jumped on that, it just, you know, it just took off. 
Correct, one hundred percent. So, so now it's not not you no. Know, back in the day, it was just like you mentioned the prime prime game, um, but there was always one or two Monday night football everybody watched the Thursday night and maybe one game on Sunday because that was a prime exactly. game that everybody watched. But now everybody watches or, or tries to kind of either focus or pay attention to every single game. So from the NFL perspective, and when I'm saying NFL perspective, I'm also talking about from the money perspective, oh, yeah, it, 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 it helps them because now you have more advertising. You have more people kind of sending money in there because now you got um, individuals watching every single game because if you have that one player playing that game, even though, like you mentioned, it might be a meaningless game, it might be teams that are 0-10, but you got that one player in there, you're watching it. You're watching two teams go ten. You're still because, watching it because back in the day, like if and and I know you got to go and just say this and yeah. let you go. Um, back in the day, there was a thing called rotisserie baseball, and rotisserie baseball basically was fantasy baseball. Mm-hmm. And people used to have you know they used to watch these get the um the paper clippings and look at the ERAs and look at the batting averages and it was these crazy nerd baseball guys that would just formulate this league and get these numbers track and, everything themselves and, and wrote, but it never took off. The minute fantasy football basically came into play, then everything was fantasy basketball. I mean, I'm even looking at fantasy soccer. I mean, there's like there's yeah. so many fantasy everything, but baseball was going on. I mean, rotisserie baseball has been going on since like the like the late '80s, but football just took fantasy sports to another level. Yeah, yep. no, one hundred percent. Now, the one the one thing I would say about fantasy football that's become kind of more fun fun over the last couple of years. Is uh, when you when teams or or groups start setting punishments for the person that comes in last place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that, so that that social media adds to that too because the picture you can promote. Great time this week, Marco. Thank you. Please let Thank our listeners you. know the best way to keep up with everything you've got going on. Yeah, if you guys have any questions regarding fantasy football as far as injuries, you guys are welcome to DM me on my Instagram. Hey, don't and, worry. Uh, don't worry. I'm doing it. So. <laughs> you are doing it. And uh, Marco A. Nunez 17, or follow me on YouTube at Evolve Athletic Performance. Have a great rest of your season. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Marco. Guys. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are going to need it. Okay. So uh, <laughs> how, many, how many teams are in your league well, that you guys are in together? So we, we, it's 12 teams in our league. Um, um, I think I'm paying. I'm like I know in a couple of weeks I'm going to play Pat. Um, right now I'm looking at these players and they're just they're just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And like, you know what I hate about fantasy football is the person that you decide to leave on the bench is the one that performs, performs. and then the person that is supposed to, you know, kill it. Okay, scores zero Stats. points. Is that true, or is that just his team? No, the way no, he's that's playing it? so. So, take for example, right? So, one guy in my league, another league, the league I'm at with Mike, actually had Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski was a late round pick, but so since he was a late round pick, they didn't think that Rob Gronkowski was going to do anything, so they left him on the bench. Left him on the bench. Rob Gronkowski scored 29 points. He's basically a weak win. Like you put him in, you probably might win your your league and your week if you put him in. Now a lot of people, like you know, like Mike was saying, have gotten this guy on the bench rotten. So yes, it happens a lot, and to the point that people are so I won't, I don't want to say butthurt, but so mad at the fact that they have guys on the bench. They have this new thing called best ball, which they incorporate your whole bench and your starters to be able to like your whole team was the best 
of the, all the teams, not just the uh, starters, not just the but positions. your bench. And that's just for people that are mad because they didn't make the right decision. <laughs> that's just a, yeah, that's they yeah. didn't manage their team <laughs> right and correctly and didn't read the scouting reports and they're looking at these. But babies. they drafted well. Yeah, they drafted well. Yeah, but they but they didn't they have the inside well. the game management yeah, yeah. to be able that's to take awesome. advantage of that. Yeah, so that's I'm, what that is. I'm so really, I'm, if you I'm, win that, it's because you did the worst job. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing your players. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, if you win that category, it's because you did a horrible job playing your players. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, no I'm management skill. But see, this is what Pat did not point out. He didn't point out that you know Gronkowski he scored what twenty nine points. Yeah. So what you what are you gonna naturally do next week? Yep. You, you gotta put him in. You gonna put him in? He's gonna be a and negative then, nine. Guess what? Especially if he's on the Patriots, he he may not even. Well, I mean, he may not even get get on the field next week. Yeah. So now so it's fool's gold. Right. So you know because you're like that's the game. Yeah, that's that the is, game. That is, that's that, the it, game. That is what the difference that's between the, the winner and the loser. Right? So if you go out there and you put in Rob Gronkowski <laughs> and he gives you six points next week, you have to take ownership of that of that decision yep. and say I put him in, not knowing or ignoring the fact that he might lay an egg. You have to take all those decisions and you have to live with them. If you second guess all the decisions is not the game. Well, it's you. like an onion, right? I mean, if there's layers to this, you got to go in, you got to look at who the team is playing, how they defend. Are they going to take away the pass? Are they going to take away the run? Should you play this player? Cause he's going to get double team, all this stuff. But Mike just sees the, the uh, that would be me too, right? Just I, always, I always, Half try, empty. Look, I, I, I always try to get the second receiver. You know, like, you know, because my idea is they're going to be double teaming that first one. So they're going to throw all the balls to the second one. I got you. But if it's Julio Jones, <laughs> they're throwing the ball to him and he's getting touchdowns still. Well, yeah. I mean, but stu they're studs for a reason. <laughs> how, for a reason. How, how many years have you guys been participating in fantasy football? I've been, oh, I've been participating for 20 years. Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really I, I'd love to hear this. Let's discuss this really quick. We're going to take a really quick break, but when we come back, what I want to discuss, I want to hear, uh, like Marco said, some of the uh, punishments for coming in first and, and some of the, maybe if there's been any prizes, trophies or anything for first place or coming in last, I want to get to that. But uh, first, let's take a quick little break. Uh, please, support our sponsors our sponsors are awesome uh also uh jump online and go to the los angeles lakers fan club room on clubhouse uh they may be over getting close to ten thousand members now and they're definitely going to grow this season uh we are the official podcast we stream their live so be sure to go there we'll be right back don't go anywhere the profanity nation is now the official podcast of the los angeles lakers fan club on clubhouse be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. You know, we're live every Sunday night starting at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. And Sundays and weekends are normally made for chill time. So if you're at home chilling, uh, what you can do is you can go by uh, Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center in Chatsworth, California. They've got everything you need to hang out and chill. Uh, they're a great spot. You're going to mm -hmm. get uh, all your smoke, everything you need, everything you want to do, uh, tinctures, uh, uh, edibles, uh, everything and anything. So be sure to stop by the Pure Life 
Alternative Wellness Center in Chatsworth, California, and tell them that the Profanity Nation sent you. They are awesome. Uh, we really appreciate them, and they've been a longtime supporter of the show and the special events that we do. So they're, they're a big part of uh, just about everything the Profanity Nation does, so please support them. All right, so we're back. Okay, so what we're talking about here is we're talking about fantasy sports. Obviously, the, the biggest in the room is, is NFL fantasy football. Um, you guys have been participating with that for quite a while. What are some of the, are there any highlights, even maybe if it's not in your league, maybe you've heard about it, but let, let's start with the punishments for coming in last. Cause I think those are fun. Uh, what have you heard? What, what's out there? What are some of the things you've seen? I mean, I've seen people um, get tattoos and I think that's the worst. Wow. Get. Like, yeah, I mean, then people wow. are like serious um, when it comes to this stuff with me. I, I mean, we, no, there's no way we, me and my friends. I'm too, too old for that. Way, way too old for that. I mean, like, it's like, it's really, I mean, at the end of the day, we are really picking players and allowing them and we're putting our fate in their hands. And I'm damn sure not going to go ahead and get a tattoo based upon somebody else's efforts. And, and I'm not going <laughs> to do lack that. Of. The lack of, right? <laughs> right? I'm not doing that. So I've seen that. Um, also seen where, you know, there's been like a championship dinner where they have all the people in, you know, the league and the loser, the last place print team has to pay for the whole dinner. Oh. Like you have to pay for the whole thing. Okay. It usually gets expensive. I've seen oh, yeah. upwards to like $700 bill. Oh, okay. You know, you pay for seven, you pay to get in for $100 and then you go to the dinner, you gotta, you lose. Yeah, and you, you gotta, gotta buy <laughs> And everyone starts ordering. Yeah, so yeah. And everyone's ordering hot. Oh yeah, yeah. My <laughs> Are you taking part in a league like that? Well, you know what? No, I've never taken part in a league like that, but I've taken part in money leads. Okay. I hand about money leads. I do it every year and I lose every year. Of course. Is that I am in the league right now, currently, where you have to pay per transaction, right? So what happens is it's $100, right? But now if I want to trade somebody, I get, that's a dollar. If I want to pick up somebody, and all that goes into one pot. Right. Well, yes. So basically, what, what happens is they send you a bill at the end of the season. And say, uh, yeah, so you've made 75 transactions and now you know, owe an additional $75 into the original $100 that you, oh that gosh. you go to buy in, right? And then what, what, what really sucks about it is like, what was a year, like two, three years ago when Deshaun Watson would just, he would just kill it. Yeah. You know, and I went, I won like five games in a row and Deshaun was giving me 50 points. He was just miraculously just killing it. And then this dude in freaking practice towards ACL. And that was the end of my season because <laughs> there's no other quarterback no. I could get that you, could get those replied. types of numbers. No, no. And all of my other efficiencies on the uh, deficiencies on the team, he was picking up that slack. Right. So it, it, it was like, okay, <laughs> it, it's not. So then what happens is because it, it, this is the league I'm talking about, what do I do? Do I just not play and just tank it? Or do I try to make my team better? But it costed me to make my team better. And if I don't <laughs> make the right adjustments, I'm still losing, but I'm paying out more money every time I do it. You have to make the decision yeah. if you're going to just lose uh, $100 for the entry fee and only $10, or you're going to be like, man, I just need to go ahead and get this team better, and it's now like you're going to loop. Because at the end of the day, you're going to lose that $100 unless you have the right free agents to make your if team better. If you're already to win. in that panic position, you probably already lost the season. <laughs> or you better pick the right – you better pick the guys back up or, no. uh, or somebody else to be able to go ahead and – I, I, I have taken part in NBA – 
fantasy. Yeah. And that is a lot of work because there's but, games every year. Well, yeah, that's yeah, but the difference. It, NBA, NBA fantasy, I actually kind of like it a little bit better. Because it's it, it's for a whole week, right? So you can have a you bad, can set up your you can, week. Yeah, you, you can set it for by the week yeah. or by the game. You, you can have a bad Monday, right? But then kill it on Tuesday and Wednesday, and and be able to you know still win that week because it because it's but today it's a wrap. Like it's right. it's, it's 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 not that. Yeah. You know, but the thing where I learned though, you know, the mistake I would make is like if I pick everybody on the same team, right. then then and when they don't play, yeah, now I get no not, points. Yeah, you've got to spread that. So right. so if I happen to have like and say they're all healthy, if I happen to have eighty LeBron and Westbrook on my team, but they only play three times that week, right? Then, now, and, and I'm stuck, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the second part about that. Absolutely. Yeah, like and, and the reason why I think football is um, fantasy football um, rather is really good is because. You have, like Mike was saying, you don't have to deal with, like, all the weeks. You get 16, 17 weeks, and you pretty much can set your lineup and forget it. So you set it, you look at it, you manage it. Um, basketball is kind of like they try to do the same thing. There were been, I've been in leagues where you had to every 82-game season, so you had to always pretty it's much, constant. you know, constant trying to check on your thing. But if even if it was just a week, it's more than 16 weeks. So you really got to be committed from committed to for months, and um, it sure is. you know. So like I think that's why you know uh, NFL is from pretty much September to December, and that's it. You don't have to worry about it going into the next year or trying to. And it's you know your playoffs. If you set your league up right, your playoffs happen before you get to the those those weeks where guys sit down. Like so, for example. You might have a team that is, has, like, say, Patrick Mahomes. But if Patrick Mahomes is at fourteen and two, chances are they're not, not going to play, play the last game because they're not trying to hurt him. Yep. Now, if you have a league that runs in all the way to the last, you know, last game of the season, regular season game, that then that can hurt you because now all of a sudden you have spent a whole year living off of Patrick Mahomes, and then all of a sudden he can't even play in that last game, and now you got a backup, and it's like, okay, womp womp, right? So. It's, it's, it's just how the league is set up can also, you know, help you. But um, I would just say when it comes to fantasy football, it's I like it because it keeps me interested within the whole league, just not my Raiders. Yeah, it spreads you know, around. I, I can, I'm like to the like, – Makes you feel like almost you have a player on each team that's on your team. I'm a Raider fan. I have the Denver defense. I, <laughs> I, got, I got Justin Herbert from the Chargers. I got Keenan Allen from the Chargers. I, I had – Joshua Kelly, sorry, Joshua Kelly, I had to drop you. Um, but I had all, you know, I had all of these these players from my rivals. But I'm watching them, yeah. And I don't care if and they're you're, and, and you're supporting them. I'm supporting them, and it feels weird. And it's like you know that kind of like, ooh. Well. All right, so you've been playing for 20 years. Um, what's the best prize that's been given out to first place? Um, money. It's straight cash, <laughs> always. It's always cash, man. Always um, usually, um, like. The breakdown we I when leagues I'm playing the breakdown is usually third place get your money back so whatever the whatever the whatever entry the fee. entry fee is it could be fifty dollars seventy five dollars a hundred dollars you're gonna get your money back right. and then the rest of that is gonna be split seventy five twenty five because okay. I mean seventy five you should be you should feel like a champ. Yeah, you should no, be. Yeah. Getting, you should, should be splitting be, that. Like yeah. it should be like you got crumbs and I got the lion share. Like yeah. it should feel that way. So usually it's seventy five twenty five split. Third place get the money back. Everybody thanks for playing. 
see you next year. Yeah, there's that. usually uh, how many teams? Um, well, like usually in in the perfect world, you want twelve teams. Twelve teams is twelve nice. teams. Is perfect world. Perfect world. However, I play in a league where sixteen teams, where it's feast or famine. Like you either nail these picks, yeah, because there are no free agents. Yeah. Once this draft is done, you are looking at you are scraping the barrel bottom of the barrel because yeah. all the even the backups backup is being drafted. You know, so. Yeah. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, Mike. Yes. The Lakers. Let's get to some NBA yeah. talk. The Lakers have made another move. And this <laughs> one I think everybody agrees with at this point. They have shipped Marcus. I, I think it doesn't even matter, right? It doesn't even matter. But they have shipped Marcus all out. He was not going to get any minutes. Uh, Marcus all is gone now. Ironically, they traded him back to Memphis and uh, where <laughs> this all started for him and Pal and the Lakers. Where they traded for Powell and so forth. But it uh, looks like Marcus All's uh, NBA season is probably, or NBA, uh, not his career, career, is over. Yeah. Um, it's pretty obvious that Powell was the better player at this point. But uh, how do you uh, sum up Marcus All's career? He was all star. Yeah. Know, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I mean, not a Hall of Famer, but. You know, he was definitely in his prime. He had a good five years where he was a very, very serviceable uh, player and uh, above average. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do, I mean, do you think he helped uh, at least a little bit push the league to the big shooting threes? He helped kind of. I would say that. Yeah, he kind of spread the floor. He was one of those guys, right, Scott? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like, so at the, at the time of the trade, obviously, right, the Kwame Brown and Paul Gasol were the highlights of that trade Correct. and the, you know, the Javar, the Javaris Crittentons mm -hmm. and the Marcus Gasol of the world was kind of like the throw-ins. Yeah. Right? They were the, make the salaries yeah, work. So they made it work, you know? And, um, but at the end of the day, you kind of feel like more like Marcus Gasol being who he was for Memphis. You didn't feel like they got as cheated as initially thought. Yeah. Nobody know? knew who Marcus Gasol was, but right. he actually is a talent. Right. When they had Zebo. When they had um, uh, Tony Allen, when they had him playing center, yep. like they had one of the best defenses in the league, and he was a big reason for that. He was the anchor. So, you know, he was the anchor. You know, and so, and he was able to pass. He was able to, you know, you can work through the offense. So, Marcus Gasol can look back at his back at his career and like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Paul Gasol. I'm not my big brother. I didn't win two, you know, two championships with the Lakers and Kobe's best friend and everything. You know, he's not, yeah, you know, he didn't do all that. But Great player. At, at the end of the day, he can look back at his career and say, you know what, I, hey, I played in the league and I was something. And like, like Mike said, I'm defensive player of the year. Hey, that's, you can never take it away. Um, All-star, all you can never take it away. It's what it was. And so that's, that's, I, I will say, you know, Marcus all champion on Toronto. Yeah, champion yeah. of Toronto. Yeah. I mean, so like, yeah, so he got a ring. He got he, everything. So he got everything. He looked back. Yeah, he's hey, cool. He has he's, a successful cool. career. And cool. I think it's really cool that he's over in Spain right now. <laughs> and Memphis says, hey, don't don't worry about coming, man. We we understand it's COVID. You know, we'll just Zoom call you your, uh, <laughs> we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and take care of the waving. <laughs> the buyout. Yeah, the buyout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He meant to come in. <laughs> And, and you know, you know, <laughs> if he wasn't, if Marcus Saul wasn't Marcus Saul, 
They're like, no, you need to come in and fill this out. I mean, when they make him come in, I mean, now you can docu-sign. Like, you don't even have to go in and literally put your signature. Not, you not to that. retire, I don't think. I think maybe to play, they want to see yeah, it, but yeah. to retire now. Yeah, so I thought that was cool that they was able to. Uh, yeah, and chances uh, are he'll still play out in the uh, play, play, Europe you know, or something. He can, play, he can play with Gasol. Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. Listen, we've had some worse players. Yeah, no, he's not on. on. You know, we just got uh, him way past his prime. Yeah, yeah you know, we, we've had some. We've had I some mean, he wasn't players. Robert Sacre. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like Sacre. Right. Yeah. How? This man was how? Good. How much did you like hey, Robert Sacre? Okay. Well, not okay. enough to keep. Up. Okay. <laughs> but, but DJ Banga, which one would you take? I love DJ uh, Banga. Oh, I like I like Banga. Okay. Yeah, I like Banga because uh, he has a spot in our heart from the Kobe team. Knuckles. Is there anybody uh, in uh, Clubhouse there? Is it pretty quiet right now? I, I know we're, we're running. Yeah, Blink and Mike. We in the middle of the day. If, 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 if you guys have to say, say something say. about yeah. this, right? We're talking Lakers now. So. We're talking yeah. Lakers, so we're, we're, we're on that <laughs> subject. All right. So, um, again, so the Lakers now have gotten rid of Marcus Gasol, which, I don't know, does that open a roster spot again? Now they have another spot? No, I mean, I think they have 13. Okay. So, yeah. and then they have two two way players that they've already signed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, we talked about it last week. I mean, where's the minutes going to come from? How many yeah. players can you sign and who's going to get the minutes? At this point, you're really signing uh, insurance policies yeah. of depth uh, to this team. But um, I, they look really set. The one thing that keeps coming up and the one thing that everyone's discussing is how do you fit? How do you fit all these, you know, talented players together um, at this stage in their careers and so forth? And it seems to be that there's there are still two mindsets on that. There's, well, they're veterans, so they know how or they're veterans. They're already stuck in their ways. Um, I think they know how to uh, transition and to adjust their play for the team. Um, what do you think, Stab? I think to be OK, so. You made a great point. Um, I think to be on the Lakers teams right now, especially with LeBron in his twilight years, you have to come in this team and know your role. You cannot all of a sudden start demanding where you think you should be because we have a specific spot for you. So if you come in there and you're a six-man of the year, Schroeder, and you come in and you're saying, I want to start – like, man, look, man, hey, 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 we traded you to be the sixth man. Like, yep. you're coming in there to make a demand that you want to, you're ruffling the feathers, you're making, you know, you upside in the apple cart. Like, you're not really knowing your role. The White Howard come, comes in, shuts it all down, and just put his head down and started to grind and block shots and get his dunks. And all of a sudden, now we. We loved Dwight Howard again because he knew his role and he he accepted it. If anybody come into the Lakers right now and start trying to be something that, that we did not originally want them to be on this team, they will find themselves. I mean, now, and going back to Marc Gasol, let's be honest here. Marcus Gasol was starting these games. Drummond came out there. He did not like it. He voiced his opinion. He did not like his role with the team. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be something that the, Lake, the Lakers did not need him to be. And now the result is... These guys are now off the team. So exactly, and the ones that did buy into their role, like Rondo, like Dwight Howard, are back, back. on the team. Okay. So this is just I'm saying when it comes to the Lakers, I think all and of those potentially guys. Potentially, someone else who might is a uh, DeAndre. Jordan yeah, he's now. not coming he's here. What are you going to start? Do, I don't think DeAndre Jordan playing at all. I mean, he I think, may not. Well, but not Mark Marcus Saul. You still got available five minutes. You know, you got excuse me, available minutes at the five. So. 
he got to, I mean, unless we're going to six put, more fouls, uh, yeah. unless we're going to just go ahead and exclusively put uh, AD as the backup center, and then I don't think he's going to get it. I mean, other than that, because well, you have Dwight too. Well, Dwight, I mean, more likely to start. Yeah, now he's going to Mark Zoll. Yeah, here's the thing Dwight gets, he's, look, I like who Dwight has evolved into, but with that has come this guy who can't seem to control his energy once he decides, I've got to do this. And he just keeps doing it. You got to take him out of the game. That's when uh, DJ is going to come in. You know, to, just to, to, to ego check Dwight, because he had a few ego maybe, moments. Maybe Plus, the spacing is going to be good. Yeah, maybe I have a problem with that because I don't think DJ is a good basketball player. You know, like I think he's just tall and he's athletic, protects but, the rim and cleans up around the rim. That's what you're gonna yeah, expect. But, what but, else do you want? Is he better than Javale McGee? <sighs> you know, I like. You know, did you see what Javale was saying? Because he's over in Phoenix now, and he 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 like he he went over there on purpose because he felt that Chris Paul could help him in getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Javale McGee probably a little bit better than. Yeah. I mean, he looked at he looked at um, you know um, Aiton and said, "I can do that." Right. I mean, maybe not at the most efficient clip that Aiton was doing to that, but he looked at like I can catch a lob, and I can dunk, and I can block a shot, and I can run the court. And I can yeah, run the court, I like, yeah, so I, I can do does. some of that. He will run and the I would, court. Yeah. yeah. So you're not going to yeah. catch him I, lagging behind yeah. the play. I, I believe he, he will be maximized. I believe Javale McGee is more skillful than DeAndre. Okay, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I I don't think anyone was saying that seven years ago. I just don't know if the drop off is as much as we think it is, though. I don't think it's like no. there's, there's the Javale McGee and it's like, oh my god, you got. Hey, after what DeAndre we did Jordan. last season, we lost just about all our bigs. Yeah, that were true. value. So now we yeah. have you know some rim protection again. Yeah, and uh, we can get back to the play that you know helped us win and dominate in the bubble. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what's funny though, like. We're getting all these guys that we had two years ago for the championship run, and it's like, okay, like, why y'all let them go though? <laughs> like, bro, <Well, laughs> hey, hey, Rondo, you just kept hey, them, like, <laughs> hey, no, 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 Rondo got paid. Rondo oh got, yeah, Rondo like, got paid. Rondo got fifteen million. You know yeah, he mean? had to go. Yeah, so that dude, like, was like, yeah, I, I like this now. And then your boy Dwight went back to his Dwight ways and was talking too much. Well, exactly. He saw he saw with um Glenn. So you know he saw Glenn Rivers. And he was like, hey, 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 this is just not it. I mean, I'd rather go to Vogel. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, you bring up uh, uh, Doc, if you're not a bigger fan, uh, Doc Rivers over there, and uh, they're still a mess. Ben yeah. Simmons, you know, we're just going to check in week after week at the, the Ben been, Simmons know, that temperature. Been, that Ben Simmons situation is a mess. You know, it's funny to me, though. But nobody wants him. Well, not it's at the asking price of what Maury is asking for. He's asking for the world, and it's like Maury, you know better than that. But who told who told Ben Simmons that he plays football? That's my question. <laughs> that he can hold out. Yeah, that he can hold out. But dude, that must be his manager. You're not returning. Clutch. You're not returning. You, you so you're not going to show up for training camp, right? I mean, this 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 is what you're doing. You're, Two hundred grand a day. Yeah, you're you're not you're not going to show up for training camp. That's that's what you're that's what you're telling me because you're going to force them to. Okay, y'all. I mean, we we see examples in in the NFL where that don't didn't happen, right? Like, like didn't work. Yeah, yeah. it didn't work, right? You know. So how but, is it going to work here? I don't. I don't know. Okay, and, me, and, and, is and, Clutch guilty by association? 
Meaning, no, what, what I, I mean by I that is if, if it is management, if if Ben Simmons no. was just like, I'm not playing, I don't care, and their man, no. his manager was like, you got to go, and he's like, no, they would usually separate and say, we have a difference of opinion, I and Ben think, go this way, he go this way. I don't think that there's anybody in clutch, on the record or off off the record, suggested to him don't show that he not sit out. Okay. Because if I'm a league exec and I'm looking at what this dude is doing, and literally... I feel like I'm if I trade for him, I'm helping Philadelphia out possibly more than I'm helping out my team, right? Because I know that especially I'm, with what more he's asking. Right, right. Right. So I know that I'm getting what I'm receiving is a skill set. Yeah. Right. And is a is a great defensive player, uh a, a good ball handler, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody that can make layups, right? So I know what I'm getting, right? So if I'm taking a chance on that, but I see his attitude is I'm going to hold out, then I'm turned off, oh, totally. right? Right? Because why? Why do I want to do something like that? You know, uh, uh, and and get him. But here's the thing too: we have to also think about like when Ben Simmons was a Ford. <laughs> you know, they made him a guard. That that's when. The problems, it, 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 the came? problems kind of came right because took him out of his natural. It position. took him out. Of, yeah, so it's almost like we they maybe they they put him back to because that's when he got the contract, right? Yeah. That's when he got the big contract when he was a Ford. It was back when they made him a guard. When uh, I forgot the guy that uh, I forgot was it Butler that left and then, yeah, then they him over? Yeah, yeah, Butler left. And then when they made him a guard, then that's when he got like exposed to basically being a horrible player, and they made you know, and that's like the narrative. So is all that his fault? No, I think it's funny because you said, like, you know, when it comes to, like, saying trading for him, um, you know how Wiggins was, like, a good player. Like, you have to have a strong team where he cannot be your first or second option. Like, he has to work on his game on company time, if that makes sense. Like, he can't just come in and try to do his thing and de- and be at the detriment of the team. Like, he, he needs to come in like Wiggins did and know there's, like, a pecking order. Like, even Draymond Green getting shots over you. And, you know, mm-hmm. he can't even shoot. So, it's like, you you got to know your role. But the thing is, Maury's asking for, four like, four draft, like, four, four first-round picks, anything like that. He might even drop it down to two. But still, if Ben Simmons, at, if two first-round picks, I don't even know if I'm willing to do that especially if I have to give up a uh, starting I don't think I'm doing that because I think ha, ha, has Simmons peaked? Have we seen the best of Simmons at this point? Or is there, I mean, maybe under a new situation, a new light, a new team, a new coach, is this the most we're going to get from Ben Simmons? I think that's up to Simmons. So I, you think there's more in there? If he can clear his mind and get into the right situation, there's a better player. In I there. think me and Pat were talking about it last week with Derek Fisher, right? With Derek Fisher, you know, he couldn't play, but he developed a jump shot. And then in that season, this dude was popping threes, and we wanted him to pop threes because he went and worked on his game. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Simmons, it's very clear that he's not working on his game True. in offseason. True. So um, it, when you ask, is this the best that we could get, it's up to him. Yeah. You know, you know, does he is it what what is he doing in off season? Is he hanging out, you know, chilling or is he in the gym every day, um, working out and trying to get better? You know, I mean that's it's up to Simmons. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Mike. Um it's it's 
it's funny how you know where he needs to work on his game. So it's not like we the whole world knows that he's a jump shot away from really killing it. Like he has that much talent. It's almost at this point where as a fan or if you're a fan of the Sixers, you're kind of frustrated because he's not trying to take the next steps to be How do you know? I mean, I mean, he he uh, shows. Is, are us. we taking a little bit of no? You, look, you know, you you you. I mean, we listen. Now, Shaq was obviously a better player, but we knew Shaq wasn't working. Was going to come in at three fifty. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? And we knew he was going to play himself in shape, yeah. right? And then we also saw when he came in at two ninety eight, and and, and and which means so that was the, that was when he MVP. That's what that was when. He didn't do any movies. He didn't. He didn't cut no albums. Mm-hmm. He worked worked on there. Came in lean, two ninety eight, and we saw what we saw yeah. what two ninety eight in shape Shaq can do, right? So now you're you're frustrated. Now, you know he he's all star every year, but you're, you're frustrated because, dude, you mean to tell me if you would have came at two ninety eight three seasons ago, what we could have been? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You look at that, and and it's it hard to compl- you know compare um, Ben Simmons with right. those grades because what I say when it comes to like say Shaq or even Steph Curry for this matter, no matter um, you do something so well that it's at this point where it's it's it, it doesn't matter. Like th- Steph can shoot the three better than anybody who ever shot the three. Like he's yes. so good at it that even if he regresses. He still he can lose more than ahead. most ever knew. Yeah, and he can still be good at that. That doing that one thing. Shaq was able to like, look, I'm gonna be three, not two ninety eight this year. I might be three thirty, but guess what? When I get the ball in a post, no one's stopping. I'm going to dunk this ball just like I've always dunked this ball. Now I might be slower to get to the ball, but once <laughs> I get the ball. I'm dunking the ball, right. and it's still going to be at the end of the day. I'm looking at my stat sheet, and I got 28 points a game and 13 rebounds or 12 rebounds or something like that on a bad year for Shaq is 11 rebounds a game. So it's like, okay, Shaq is a bull. Oh, he's not doing well, but he got 28 points, 11 rebounds, and two and a half blocks. Okay, if that's him being lazy, I'm taking lazy Shaq all day. Yeah, I can go ahead and dream like, man, if you would have been in shape, man, you'd be 35 points. You know, you would have had 17 rebounds. Still won three. You know, like, yeah, still won three. We probably would have won four in a row. But at the same time, there's a lot of, like, well, we can go into it. That's another show. I mean, we could talk about the, you yeah, know, why the Lakers didn't go four P. Yeah. There's that's, a whole, you know, there's, there's, a emerge, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Emergence of Kobe, yeah. all this other stuff. But, um, but going back to Ben Simmons, like, he doesn't do anything particularly well that hasn't been done before. Like he's not the best passer who ever lived. He doesn't really get enough triple doubles to be like, man, but he's still getting triple doubles. So it's like, he needs to do something to his game to take it to the next I, level. I don't see anything in Ben, Sim- ben Simmons skill set that another team wants right now that feels that if they can get a hold of him, that <clears throat> that puts them over the top or gives them what they need. Right. Uh, Philadelphia did a great job at marketing him. He's great defensively if his mind is in the game. But I think even at his best, there's still better defenders. There's still someone who can be less of a letdown on the offensive end um, and and provide that level of defense for you. Yeah. Uh, I think you just got to put him – he's a situational player. Are you, are you picking him for your fantasy team? No. Uh, right. no. no, no, but his but that's because I need points. <laughs> so, yeah, but what if you need assists? You, yeah, yeah. you get points for all that. What stuff. if you Rebounds need defense, steals, 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 yeah. Blocks, you know, but, uh, yeah. You know what? I, 
He's not the well, guy. Still not, no. Yeah. So he, he's he's not he's not the first or second or third person I'm looking at. Okay. No. But I think listen, he is a player that is if he's put in the right situation, he could be really, really good. But if he's not put in that right situation, he's not putting that right like system. Lamar Odom good. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, he could be. He could be. Um he can be as good as Lamar Odom. I, I believe that, that long. I, I think he can do that. Um, we were talking earlier, though, Simpson, uh, um, uh, about do we really know he's working on his game? And I, I would, I would bring one player, and all Laker fans know this player, uh, Julius Randle. Yeah, we've seen Julius Randle as a rookie. We've seen ju- limited Julius Randle. We now see lim- Julius Randle now. This is what working on your game looks like. You know, saying right. we've seen Brandon Ingram come into the league. We now see Brandon Ingram now. This is what working on your game looks like. We see these guys. I think Brandon Ingram was the number two pick to Ben Simmons. So if that's the case, and we've been in the league for the same, why is one the most improved player in the league and the other one being can't even get a trade and we're about 40 days out before the first game and preseason game? So I'll answer that. It's it's the Kardashians. <laughs> the Jenners. Hey, I mean, it's, it's Devin Booker is doing pretty good. Yeah, so. yeah, well, we'll yeah. see. Well, he, he, he got the best one. We'll see what happens this season, right? Okay. I mean, but look, they gave that man $180 million, right? I mean, and hold on. So you mean tell me if I do exactly what I've been doing, you're going to give me $180 million? Bruh. Why? Why all of a sudden is the everyone grumpy? <laughs> Why you mad? <laughs> right? Like, y'all gave it to me. You know what I mean? So, so who you who who can see? You know, I was it's funny. I was talking to a Philadelphia fan uh, yesterday because they they just moved out here uh, about a year ago, and you know, and he was like, "How could they? You know, how could Ben take all that money?" I'm like, "Yo, you guys gave that to him. What do you mean take it? Right? Take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna yeah, you offer, you're gonna sign. I'm gonna sign all of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Unless so you're Schroeder, they they and I told him I said, look, <laughs> they saw something. They saw the potential, and they signed based upon potential. Yep. Versus uh, versus of what actually is. Trey. That's not. That's not. That that's not Ben Simmons' fault. Man, I'm dude, just saying. That dreaded P word, man. Potential, but bro. but it's Ben Simmons' fault for then complaining about the pressure that's being put on him to get yes. better. If, yes. if, if someone's investing that money in you, they expect exactly like you said, they expect you in the gym. They expect to see the improvements. And when they're not seeing that, and, and nobody knows, we don't know, but that team knows. They know how much hard work he is or isn't putting in. They know when he's showing up. But they, the they knew that they knew that before the 180. But but at the same time, like, okay, so so are we saying that once people get this, ch- this, this, this check, they can – literally stop working and be like it's on you because like you should have known better then? because at that time like at so so i'm gonna just say if if we're playing by those rules then i need the media to just destroy this cat so he can just so he can enjoy his money and not work on his game but you can't complain of the vitriol that's going to come from the fans that's going to mm-hmm. come from the people that that giving you that money you can't be mad at them now because you can you have freedom you have freedom of expression but you cannot stop anybody else from feeling some type of way all right i got i got a question for you this is just a a quick uh kind of yes or no answer um and then uh, we're going to get right to our next segment okay because we're getting towards the end of the show um ben simmons is he starting is he playing for the sixers first game of the season 
Um, he's on their roster. On their roster, yes. Is he playing ball? Yes. He's playing ball yes. game one yes. with Embiid, yes. and he's going to take the yes. high road. They're going right. to punt until they get to the trade deadline. And until it, they have to. Anybody on Clubhouse, if you guys think Ben Simmons, you can play him right. Anyone have anything to say there? Okay, there we go. Andrea, go ahead. Oh, I can't hear you. Hold on one second. Hold on, Andrea, I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. Turn your volume up, maybe. All right, go ahead, Andrea. Why can't I? You can't hear? No, we can't hear. Mm-mm. Oh, barely. Uh-oh. There we go. Kind of. I can just barely hear. We're having issues there. Hold, but, on, hold on one second. Let me okay. go try to get back to you. All right, no problem. Um, so uh, hopefully we can get back Let's to her. Go, I'm really curious whether or not. Uh, happy y'all listening, man. This, it's, it's, an early, it's an early show, guys. So we want to get your guys in if we can. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously they can hear us. So we should be okay there. Um, all right, all right, go ahead, Andrea. Let's try again. Can you hear me? There you go. Hey, Andrea. Jesus. What do you think about the Ben Simmons? Is he going to be playing for uh, 76ers game one? First and foremost, can we rewind and say you yes. guys are wilding over there uh, <laughs> talking about Ben Simmons? I, I've been over here. Like, come to Clubhouse so I can tell you guys, stop the madness. <laughs> ben Simmons is that guy. Okay. Ben Simmons is working on his game in Los Angeles, as we know it right now. Actually, he's working out with Rajon Rondo on his, his mental and his shot. So that's out the window. But have we not noticed, like, the same accolades minus the championship? He got the same accolades almost as Mark Gasol at the end of his career that he has at 25 and we're still talking about, he has, look, I was looking through and I'm like, yo, are they talking about the same guy? The same three-time NBA all-star, the same two-time all-defensive team, the same all-steals leader in 2020. Like, dude, the truth is Ben Simmons just needs to be on the right team. Philadelphia had an issue because, for one, Danny Green got injured. That was the shooter they were depending on. And Tobias Harris disappeared in the fourth quarters when it mattered and didn't produce. And so now you're left with Doc Rivers not putting Seth Curry in consistently and then throwing Ben Simmons out there. The only other offense is Joel Embiid. You didn't pay him to do what you were expecting in the playoffs this year. Now that you needed it because of its absence, you're you're leaning on him for something you never needed him to do. And I thought that was unfair. Yes, I, I do think that he had a mental breakdown. Some shots he should have taken, yes. We act like we haven't seen an, uh, a superstar because that's what he is to me. Fold under pressure. It's happened to plenty of them. Mm-hmm. I think that Ben Simmons will be fine. He's 25 for heaven's sakes. With all this greatness in him, he can work on his game, and he is working on his game, and he will be fine. I think he needs to leave Philly, to be honest, um, because it's it's not repairable. I mean, as much as been that's been said and done, um, phone calls that haven't been picked up, teammates that have said things, the, the camaraderie is done. The loyalty seems like it's done. I think he needs to go somewhere else, Uh, preferably. Well, I'm not speaking as a Laker fan. Preferably for him, he would want to go to Golden State and be like a Draymond Green. Or he can go to a team like Sacramento. 
I'm, I'm, he can go there if he wants to develop some more because they have enough guards to trade and, and have an even swap um, from Philly. Um, and then Portland, that would be a nice move if you do a three-team trade, put Ben next to, to Dame because Dame can play off the ball as well too. You can play Ben like a Jokic. There's a lot of teams that actually, if they maneuver correctly, as long as you have shooters, Ben Simmons will fit in just fine. If you have great efficient perimeter shooting, and I rest my mic. Okay, no, 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 because um, because you made some great points. Um, however, when you did say something about like you know Marcus All, and I just want to push back on that just a little because of the fact that Marcus All was never drafted a number one overall pick. So Ben Simmons is that guy. So if he's going to be that guy, he needs to be able to handle the criticism that come for being that guy, the number one overall pick. And if you are the number one overall pick and we are supposedly trusting the process, which the Philly was trying to sell us on all this time, then you need to make me believe in that process. And since you were a big cog, cog in that, you need to now step up. If you're if he's working on his game, truth is going to come out. We will see if that jump shot is still flat. If that jump shot is still not there, then I don't care if he's doing kumbaya with everybody. He needs to be able to get that shot. And I need to see him hitting that shot at a 35 percent clip. That has to happen. If it doesn't happen, he's the old same Ben Simmons. The ones that's now living off of the potential of the greatness that he's had. And of course, yes, he has these accolades. But then also this does come in the East. So it's like, okay, so I just need my man to be able to now, if you're 25 now, we the, the gloves are off. Fine. I can't, I can't, I can't treat you like a 19-year-old kid or a 20-year-old kid anymore. And you're paid. 25 years old. Yeah, I have pushback on that as well, though. Um, because I, I see I, I talk and I stand up for Ben Simmons all day long. Now, the number one, the number one pick, how many number one picks have you seen that that underperformed? Plenty. Yeah, and we Plenty. treat them, we treat them like that. Marco wow, Folks is no, Marco Folks was the ones. Marco Folks. We don't though. We really don't though. Not like Not Marco as Folks. Bad as we are on Ben Simmons. I think that he's highlighted. And the crazy part about it is Ben has been the same player since high school. So what are you complaining about? You draft him at number one knowing the player profile he has. So why are you mad right now? Well, yeah, and that's that's been my point. Like, you know, he wasn't a shooter. He came out. We knew they knew he was capable of of what he was capable of doing. And and again, like and I said earlier that they kind of changed his position. They wanted him to do something else. So, uh, I mean, I I agree with that. But at the same at the same time, what do you think about him saying that he want to hold out, you know, and, and force a trade like I would. James Harden did. A, a lot of players did. Why not? You're not. He's not James there. Harden. No, but you're not welcome there. There's a difference when you're when your city, your fans, and your teammates literally dog you on radio, TV, media, whatever, and they literally trash you. Then come back and want to like mend it. Like see now, now doesn't that doesn't that kind of see to me where there's smoke, there's fire. So if his teammates. If the front office and I can hear, I hear what you say. You say, oh, he's in L.A. working on his shot right now with Rondo. Well, yeah, everybody's yelling at him. Was he doing that the last three years? Did he do that last offseason, the offseason before? Has he been doing that every offseason? If he hasn't, then it's great. He's finally doing it, but he should have been doing it. And if he wasn't doing it and he's only doing it this offseason, does that stop once the smoke and fire dies down if he makes it to a new team? And, or is that a newfound commitment 
to improve his game and his skills. Because if he's working on it on the offseason, it's not showing and his teammates don't see it. And, and we are talking about working on a shot with Rondo. Like, I could see yes. him getting the mental from Rondo, yeah. um, how to be a better guard. But how to stay focused. I, I'm not calling Rondo to work on my look, shot. Look, look, I'm, I'm just saying this. I like Ben Simmons. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Ben Simmons ain't got to work on his game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, well, no, no. But you said that, well, why are we complaining about his game now? That's like he's pretty much been plateaued. And I'm no, it is facts. And the facts are he still hasn't worked on the thing that we're all clamoring him to do. And that's basically to get a consistent jump shot. So So I have a question. Mm -hmm. I have a question. So why are we not mad at Draymond Green and Golden State for missing layups and having a terrible shot, too, at his age? And he's had a bad shot. He had one glorified playoff game, right? He's not the number but two. But for the most part, he's not one or two. Shoot. He's not one or two. He's not Curry. He's oh, not and, and if we saw the Olympics, we but know we we killed. Point. We killed. That's we killed. Ben Simmons is in the wrong system. If you want to get the best Ben Simmons, I blame Philly's front office. Okay. He is not the player mm-hmm. that. Have you guys watched him when Joel Embiid sits out? How sure. how great he put, he runs on the floor? Yeah, twenty and thirty point games. That's my point. I think that you're not going to get the ben, the best Ben Simmons you want because he's in the wrong system. Yeah, Sometimes we have be. to accept that certain players are good at certain things and they're just not good at others. And you put them with players that literally complement or or cover up. Why do you think when we had Powell, he was a issue on defense with his plantar fasciitis, right? Mm -hmm. We put him next to mountains of Andrew Bynum and Lamar Odom, and nobody could tell. As soon as Andrew Bynum was gone, we're like, good God almighty, can he stop somebody? I know I was. Mm -hmm. This is the same type of mindset I'm saying about Ben Simmons. You need to put him with pieces that complement Ben. The problem with Philly is You've constructed that whole roster to fit well and great next to Joel Embiid. Ben doesn't fit well with Joel Embiid. And because you keep running this back and playing that with one another, you're coming up with the same result. They don't play well together. Joel Embiid is a a dominant big that can play all the way out to the perimeter or underneath the basket, which is going to clog the area for Ben to do Ben, right? Yeah. Yeah. Send him somewhere else so Ben can flourish. That's all it takes. Where Where would you like to? What 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 program do you uh, think is best for uh, Ben Simmons? What team? So and, Golden and, State. Well, hold Golden on, hold State. on. Golden State. But let me let me let me add to that question. So, you, you know, what are they giving up for him though? Like, what What's his value? Is he worth for? You know, number one draft pitch. What? No, like I said, Philly's head office is crazy. Yeah, like, they're crazy They asking for four picks. And, and two players, they yep. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that honestly, if they get to Golden State, I would call Golden State on the phone and say, "Hey, I'll take me an Andrew Wiggins. I surely will. I'll take a uh, Pool, the, the the shooting guard that they have, point guard shooting guard that they have. I'll take Wiseman, Wiseman. right? Mm. And then I'll and then I'll trade Ben Simmons for those three and wow. a future second round pick, whatever. I'll okay. take that." Yeah, right. It, that makes sense, but but it add, and it and it adds up money wise. That's why it's, it's just okay, you know, Andrea. And and one thing I just think about that trade, but what it does though, it makes Ben Simmons still either the third or the fourth 
fourth option. So, you know, he's maximizing his potential, but he's no, there's no pressure on it. So right now, the, I think the pressure of the game is also added to this equation. It's like if he's going to be there and all of a sudden if he's like, okay, well, he only got 12 points tonight, but he had five rebounds, got seven assists. Oh, you're looking good. He's cool. Okay, he's working on his game. But there's no pressure associated with that because we know who's going to be taking all the bullets. It's going to be Steph. Yep. It's going to be Clay. It's going to be Draymond. And then it will be Ben Simmons. So, yes, I think a person like that may flourish. The same thing with Lamar Odom. When he came here and it was like Kobe and Powell, Lamar was killing it. But when it was literally Kwame Brown and Kobe and Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom was struggling. So it was like he had an opportunity to go ahead and work on his game while everybody else was taking all the heat. That's what I'm saying right now. If Ben Simmons is going to go somewhere, he has to go somewhere where he can't handle it, where he can, don't have to worry about the heat. And Golden State and also maybe going to the Timberwolves, he's not going to be, you know, he's going to be around people. Sacramento, that are, you'll never hear from yeah, him. You yeah, just, I mean, so these might be places for him, but if we're talking about him, like, flourishing on a championship team. Exactly. Then uh, he he'll needs be able to be able to win in Golden State, though. That's okay. the thing. Yeah. That's the only. That's the only situation. And, and, and I don't think it's a thing about heat. I think that Ben Simmons is a person that needs to be next to shooters, like okay. literally. He has to. Be, he would fit well, like because Atlanta. I know this isn't a trade that's going to happen, but like sharp shooting teams, like Atlanta shoots well. Golden State shoots well. Like you want to send him somewhere where they can shoot from the perimeter. Why? Because Ben likes fast pace and stretching the floor because finishing at the rim is great. That's where you get the best Ben Simmons, right? Mm -hmm. right. If you yeah. have shooters outside stretching the floor, you leave the paint wide open for Ben to do his thing. That's the issue to me. It's not about heat. It's just about offensive set. All That's right. what I think it is. All yeah, right. I, I agree. I, mean, I think I said it earlier, though, that Thank it, you, he has to be in the right system. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So so uh, then if I can sum it up, what we're hearing is, is he's mentally strong. Uh, he doesn't like his situation. If he gets to a new place, he will thrive and, and the things he's been working on will develop. And uh, I agree with you. He can't be a one or a two. He has to be a three or a four option. But uh, uh, thank you very much. As but he always. got so much. He got so much potential in his skills. And that's what is like frustrating to me as a player like i do want to you want to root see for it. him right. yeah you, you know i it. want to like i'm just looking at i mean we're, we're all everybody on this show that speaks have been watching the game for almost 30 close to the, if you yeah. if you whatever uh, whatever it is a lot a lot of years so we all know so you know it's just that i think is at this point we just want to see my man to actually you know step up and i think if he does get a new situation I think he will be, you know, he will flourish. I just we're, want to know where we'll he's going to be see. at. We're just wishing him good luck, see where he lands, yeah. and hope he gets in the better system. And we'll, yeah. we'll be yeah, interested to see. It's fun to watch. At the end of the day, everybody's rooting for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. So thank you for sticking around. Now, if you watch our show regularly, then you know what time it is. It is time for our favorite segment of the show. This is Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike is going to share his thoughts or opinion on a subject, and he just wants to know whether or not his thoughts are, well, you know, in bounds or out of bounds. Money Mike, you're on. I, I really want to know, know what y'all think about this. Right? Okay. So um, everybody knows that there was a Nate Naismith Hall of Fame ceremony yesterday. Yes. Um, the class is an okay class, not mm -hmm. as great as the, the truth. previous year. Yeah, that's why. Um, we had Ben Wallace, you know, congratulations to him. Uh, Chris Boss, I, lo I love this speech. Then we had a guy like Paul Pierce, right? And, and, and I see Paul Pierce on Instagram live and walking around the, you know, 
the places, the people walking up to him, telling him congratulations, that he he walking around with the jacket and he high fiving people, and 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 the whole time I'm looking like this guy Paul Pierce is cheapening the Hall of Fame to me because I think there's a certain type of class that you should an have. etiquette, an etiquette, and an etiquette that you should have, right? Like okay. you know, um, to it. Hey, I, do I think he's all the famer? Yes. But the way he kind of walked around like he owned the place, like like he got a Kobe tour, uh, things like that. I, I was like, dog, don't nobody like you like that. Ain't nobody really rocking with you like that. I saw LeBron. <laughs> I saw LeBron. He was hanging out with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade was hanging out with Chris Bosh. Wasn't nobody really messing with him. They were just kind of like, yeah, hey, man, yeah, you here. But this dude had, was like in the orange coat. Still saying, yeah, I'm the man. Like, am I out of bounds for saying that I need to kick him out the Hall of Fame because he don't know how to act right? <laughs> I feel like I feel like he, you know, it's like going to a really nice restaurant, but you acting like you at Denny's. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. am I out of bounds that say that he shouldn't be not nothing to do with his play? But he shouldn't be a Hall of Fame because he just doesn't know how to Stop. act when he when he gets there. I mean, <laughs> I know. I mean, you're not out of bounds. Uh, I guess I could just go ahead and leave it at that. But, um, you know, I just think that when you were talking about earlier about, not, of course, I cannot, I'm, uh, let me just preface this. I'm not comparing him to Jordan. But Jordan did not act right when he won this thing, right? He's so, I mean, Jordan. I, see, that's what I just had to preface that because I know somebody's going to say he hey, ain't Jordan. But Jordan, so I know he ain't Jordan. Hey, Jordan wasn't high fiving people. And Jordan did, but Jordan didn't like his high. speech was horrible. Well, that's his his conduct, and and and. But I'm saying, look, I'm not, look, I wouldn't put him in the hall just because I don't like any Celtics in the hall. But at the same time, I I, I got to because he's an MVP of the finals, and you know, for a while he was carrying that team until you know KG came, and then KG was that was basically KG's team, and he was basically like you know. Second but I fiddle, about but the etiquette. Like, do, do you feel you like can't he, kick him out of because of that, though? Do you feel like he cheapened the Hall of Fame? Oh, I mean, yeah. he, he, sounds, he didn't. You know what? You can't cheapen the Hall of Fame. Otherwise, uh, oh, wasn't it To who didn't even go? Oh, I mean, yeah, to that, NFL. Yeah. But see, okay, I was gonna say you can't cheapen the Hall of Fame because the Hall of Fame is already watered down. So, <laughs> so, so you can't cheapen it. It's already watered down. Like. Like I've also heard this argument. Like if 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 you can win, if you can get into the Hall of Fame just because if you have international basketball, you know accolades, then if you balling in with the Shanghai Sharks, now you need to go in because you still balling in basketball, right? It's still international. Why all of a sudden now I'm over there playing in the Italian league, the Spanish leagues, yeah. or the or the Chinese league, and you know I can't get in the hall, but I can just have a balling out, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just right. doesn't make any sense. The Hall of Fame, to me, they messed up when they didn't make it a pro Hall of Fame, and now everything is arbitrary. So, to me, I don't even really care. I mean, it's, okay. it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Hey, Andrea, do you, think, do you think Paul Pierce cheapened the Hall of Fame by how he was acting yesterday? Yeah, y'all don't want to ask me that question because I don't like Paul Pierce at all. I don't think he should win anything, to be honest, <laughs> even if he got the accolades. But um, he don't know how to act, period, to me. Uh, he just has – no mad like he's just off. I don't know if he's doing this because he's throwing a tantrum or what because of being let go of his job. I, I'm he just irritated. He's having a breakdown. Well, he got weird energy yeah. right now. He got he's weird like, energy. Well, he's he's he, at, at your age. Isn't he, like, it's like Charlie Sheen, Tiger Blood winning right now. 
He think he, he is. Yeah. The clip with him at the uh, yes. at the, the poker tourney too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow, oh, man. I'm like, dude, that's like sexual harassment. She don't want you, dude. Like, exactly. like you know, like you a moral yeah. Like, come, come on, bro. Dude, these lines, like, do these lines, they do they work? They, yeah. they must have worked. <laughs> they must have worked. Though that's the crazy uh, thing about, like, wow. Oh, you. I mean, you're like, you need somebody to take care of you, like, dog. Huh? Wait, wait, why you don't take yourself to the townhouse and call man. it a day like this, man. <laughs> so, Thank you, Andre. Uh, I think you're in bounds, so I think you get 100% this day, right, honey, cool. Mike. I think that was a great thing, and Paul Pierce is definitely out of bounds. And that, my friends, is the truth. Thank you so much like for that. joining us for another episode of the Profanity <laughs> Nation podcast. Again, if you want to participate like Andre did today, all you need to do is go ahead and take part on the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on the fan club app uh, clubhouse uh, that's where you're going to find it they have over 9,000 members it's basically the largest Lakers club so look for the largest one you're going to find it and we Profanity Nation are the official podcast of that show and we couldn't be more proud to be part of that uh, thank you again for joining us for another episode as I said before we're here every Sunday night at 8.30pm Pacific we'll be here again next week thank you Marco for joining us thank you everyone who yeah, took early today. Hey, special shout out to Andrea man yep. thank you very much man I mean the contributions that you do weekly always on this show it. always bringing it always bringing it come, come hey if you go, hey, you, you always have car blinds to go ahead and check us if you yeah. feel that <laughs> we ain't doing it or doing it to the yo or saying something out of bounds. So I appreciate you 100%. I mean, you you make the clubhouse and, you know, our show, show a better place. So definitely I want to say a special shout out to Andre today. Yeah, Absolutely. For sure, for sure. Thank you all. We'll be back here next week. We look forward to seeing you then. Have a good one. Peace. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams.